Hey, we're back. <laughs> it's been a year. Well, I guess. I haven't been on here a lot, but it's been a year since Katie's been on here. Since I had a video? Probably. But if you don't know, on the podcast, we have started our top 100 games of all time countdown. Um, we are up to, what, the, 80, one, uh, the 80s next week? We just uh, dropped the 90s? Yes, 80 to 71. Uh, oh, no, so that's the, yeah, no, 70s next week. So we just did the 70s, 80s. 70s, yes, yes. We just did the no. 80s. Yeah, 191. Yes, yes, we just did the 80s. <laughs> the 80s. Math is hard. But when, and I mentioned this on the podcast, when putting together all of these, this list and like agonizing over these decisions and choices and all the good games we played, I kept seeing games that I know I love and I'm like, they're not in my top 100. What the heck? It's because we have so many good games. And so um, I thought, let's do, like we did last year, the top 100 outside the 100. Um, so we're going to do a series of videos about the top 100 outside the 100. Speaking of that, I need my list. All right, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so tonight we're just going to talk each talk about 10 games from number 200, which is where we'll start, and we'll work our way up till we meet where we are on the podcast at 100. Sounds good. So you go first or am I going first? I don't know. You always go first in the podcast. Yeah, you can go first. This sounds good. Okay. Um, again, these are all really great games. And my number 200 is a game we really like. I think it's behind us somewhere. Download. Don't try to get it out. Okay, I won't try to get it out. I should have done that before, but hey, we're only pretty okay. My number 200 is Black Fleet. Um, I, again, since I, I'm not holding it and I can't look it up, I don't know who designed it. I don't know who made it. Space Cowboys. Oh, okay. I, I don't know idea. I don't know. Um, but Space, uh, Space Cowboys. Black Fleet is a pirate theme game. It is where you're controlling not only like a pirate vessel, but also like a merchant ship. So it's a pick up and deliver game, but you also get to move pirates around to try and uh, steal cargo from other players' ships. And the Navy. And then you also have the Navy that you can move around to try and uh, get the other pirate ships um, taken care of. Yes, you should regret getting rid of Black Fleet right more. We scored this like... It was an asthma day Black Friday sale, which seems to be how we get a lot of games. <laughs> we, <laughs> it was like five bucks on asthma day before it like went criminally out of print. And right. I knew nothing about it. It looked cool. That's all I knew. Pick up and deliver. So bought it. It's really good. Not the greatest game of all time, but it's still good. Right. Like That's why it's my 200, because... Um, I, I love a pirate theme, and so moving around boats is really fun. The boats are cool because you actually can fit the little cubes of goods that you're moving around in into them. Uh, it And like standard. This is like all standard stuff. The coins are metal. Yep. Uh, and the artwork is really cute because you've got these cards that as you are gathering coins, you can pay, pay to unlock them, and they give you um, powers that you can then use in the game, Which and some of them are very powerful. Who that artist is, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, because the art, the art is really cool. Um, but it can be mean in some ways, because you're like attacking other people's ships to steal their cargo, um, you're trying to send the Navy after their pirate ships, but again, if you get caught or whatever, your boat just goes back to the edge of the board and the next turn you bring it back out. So it's not like a criminally mean game. Uh, it just is, there's a little bit of fun, take that, but you can get right back into the game. Um, and I, I really like it. It's, it's a good one. Yeah, I'm not sure where it is on my list. Sebastian Bleasdale. But I do know I like it. Again, <laughs> I don't know what's on my list except for what we're talking about now and what we talk about on the podcast. <laughs> So the artist is Dennis Zilber. Yeah, I don't know what he's done, but I really like the art in this game. It, it reminded me of somebody else. They didn't have a bio on BGG, so. Mm. Oh, Queen's Necklace. Queen's Necklace. All it right. does look yeah, like that. Yeah, that mm, that queen looks that. like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick. A yeah, good it's pick. fun. It's light. Like, it's easy to get other people into it, but it's not so light that you're like, oh, I'm wasting my time playing this. It's a good one. So my number 200, Black Fleet. My number 200 is a game, I think it goes in my top 100 at one point, mm -hmm, probably. probably. And this is a deck building worker placement game called Don't Turn Your Back. Weird theme, uh, weird art, funky all around, but this is a deck building game where everybody has the same cards. You're going to start with the same starting deck, and you have your own personal deck that you can buy cards from. Everybody has the same deck. 
the way you buy those cards, the way you get those cards in your hand is going to be different because everybody's going to be playing different. And then you're going to use those cards to go into certain locations on the board depending on what the card allows you to do and where to go. Take score candles, which is points. Uh, you're putting some cards in the wax museum, which is removing them from the game, but they're going to score mm -hmm. you points as well. Tons of things to think about. It's pretty quick. It's only like 12 rounds or 8 rounds or something. Pretty fast, and I like it. I don't know how many people know about it, have it, whatnot, but if you can find it and like weird games, definitely check it out. So my number 200, don't turn your back. Yeah, it's a different way on um, deck building, which I'm a big fan of that mechanic. It's I don't know if it's in my top 100, but it's definitely within my top 200 for sure. My number 199 is a game that I like because it's always a good time when we play it, and that's Bonanza. This is um, Uve. Uve, right? Mm -hmm. Again, farming, um, but you don't have to teach people. So that is one thing, thankfully, that you don't have to work on with Uve. Um, Bonanza is a game where it's only card-based. You are planting beans in your field, so you're doing set collection from growing beans in the field. Um, the other really great part about Bonanza is that it's super uh, player interactive. So you have you can plant one or two beans in your fields from your hand, but again, your hand can't be mixed up. It stays in the same order that you pick it up. When you draw new cards, they go in the back and they stay in that order. So a lot of times you want to get rid of some of those cards. So you might not want the ones that you have to pull out and then plant afterwards. You might want to trade. Um, anything goes in this one. and. A lot of people that aren't gamers really like this game because of the player interaction. It keeps everyone involved, even if it's not your turn. Because you're like, ooh, what they get, what they get. If someone gets up and leaves, like, oh, what beans came out? I'll, I'll trade you. I got this. Uh, that player interaction makes it really fun. So 199 is Bonanza. Bonanza is good. I have no idea where it is on mine, but it is good. My number 199 is a game that we played a lot this year. Maybe last year. I don't know when we got it. Probably, I think this year. We, we played it a lot. The youngest kid likes this game, and she only wanted to play it a lot. <laughs> and this is called Go Go Eskimo. And this is a Reiner Knizia game. Uh, I don't even, I think it's a kid's game. I don't know. It might just be a family game. Some of his games are kind of in that, that gray area where they could go mm -hmm. either way. But what you're doing is you're playing some cards that have a certain number of movements on them. And. Um, you're trying to move one of these six, five or six different Eskimos around the board to collect fish. There's three different color fish and there's some clams. Clams are wild. Then at the end of each round, there's three rounds, you're going to be selling one color of fish. You have three fishing permits of all the colors. So you can only ever sell one color. So then the next round, you're going to sell one of the other two colors. Third round, you're going to sell the, the final color. If everybody's competing for those, uh, the same fish in that final round, you're not going to get a lot of points. You're trying to get a bunch of coins to win the game. There's also a polar bear that can block people from moving. And everybody shares these Eskimos, moving them around. They're mm -hmm. really cute. Cool art. There's little icebergs that people are standing on. It's fantastic. It's a great game. It's super simple, but man, it's, a, it's a ton of fun. And I have played it with just adults, too, and it's it's good. So if you like Reiner Knizia, you like silly themes, you can pick this one up at Ollie's. That's at least where we got it. Yeah. It's like five bucks. Uh, it's good. It's some. It has another name too, a more PC name than Go Go Eskimo. So I don't. Uh, I don't know what the other one is, but if you're interested in the game, you can find it. So that's my number one ninety nine. Go Go Eskimo. Yes, this is a good game. That's all I have to say. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler for now. Yes, Mike. I do an Ultimate Warrior T-shirt. I. Nobody ever comments on my. Palm tree shirts. Because you never wear like Jason has cool shirts, just doesn't wear them. I um <laughs> like I posted the point of this side where the picture's <laughs> clearly right there, like a doofus. Uh, that's funny. Oh yeah, yes, we found it Ollie's. Um, Ollie's is amazing. But they keep. I was gonna say it's been maybe last year, but they keep them for a while. It was till they sell out. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, actually, it wasn't. Um, she doesn't watch videos, Mike. I don't watch videos. I don't watch videos, listen to podcasts or anything um, like I should. But I, I do, I do love Macho Man. Um, I grew up watching WWF. Man, how old are you? <laughs> yeah. We really are boomers. If you saw that thing at the beginning. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, 
Shawn Michaels is my boy for sure. I don't have a Shawn Michaels t-shirt, but I'll have to work on that. Anyway, my number 198, Jason actually talked about its grown-up brother something game. And I was like, wait, I've played that. But no, card version. That is San Juan. So Jason talked about Puerto Rico. My one number, my number 198 is San Juan. You have these cards. You are using them to grow crops. You can have buildings. Um, and there's like a, like a general, like a pool of actions that everybody plays from. And if you're the one that chooses, chooses a particular action, you get like a higher strength of it. And you're just trying to like, you're just drawing cards. And uh, like you can harvest, you can build, you can plant, you can um, build, plant, mine. Or you can mine, prospect. Prospect. That's what's uh, you can trade. Yeah, there's like five different things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mostly uh, building and drawing cards. <laughs> really simple, like to play. Again, just like there's these actions and someone takes one and everyone gets to do it as well, just at a lesser degree. Um, but it's just like how you play that, what strategy, do you have a monument card and you want to get that out early, start putting cards underneath it? Yeah. How many cards are you willing to spend um, to get certain types of goods out there that are going to be worth more when they're sold? Uh, just a lot of like really cool decisions in, in a, like a simple little card game. So uh, 198 San Juan. San Juan is so great. Yeah, it is, it is great. I agree. I do. Like it, it gives cards. you the feels of Puerto Rico, but faster. Like Puerto Rico, I think, is a better game. It's a deeper game, a heavier game. But San Juan is way faster, for sure. Oh, yeah. I've never played Puerto Rico because somebody only plays games with Fred online. So, <laughs> this uh, is not with Fred. I played it in IRL, too. I've played with some San real Juan. people, huh? Where's my list? You made me lose my list. <laughs> Your list is right there. So, speaking of Fred. My number 198 was a game that was sent to us by Fred. Oh, yeah. And I don't think you've played this yet because you're... No. Not, not as cool as me. I think i played this. This is not Mandala Stones. Oh. This one's called Mandala. Is this a solo game? No, it's a two-player game. Two-player only game. Played oh. it with Brandon. I was like, you play with Fred too? <laughs> well, he got a, did he travel in the box with it? <laughs> yeah, I don't Fred know. pops out of the box. Hey, I'm here to play Mandala. <laughs> no. Um, so this is a... I'm in for any game with multi-use cards. Yeah, agreed, Scott. So, uh, Mandala is a two-player game where you are building these two shared, kind of shared mandalas on this like cloth board, and each, there's like six or eight different types of cards. They're just patterns, and you're building cards in a, the center of each mandala or on your side of the mandala. I haven't played it in a while, so I'm gonna try to remember. And then once you get a um, certain number of cards on your side of the mandala, it fires off the scoring of the mandala. And you get to take cards and put them into your river and into your scoring pile. And you're going to score cards in your scoring pile based on when you put that color in your river. So the later you get stuff in your river, the more the points that color card is going to be worth. It sounds a little bit like Mandala Stones. Yeah, I mean, this is a card game. Mandala Stones is a game about moving around. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good game. A solid two-player game. I think Brandon actually went and found a copy because he liked it so much. And I'm pretty sure he has a copy too. Aww. So it's it's fun and I like it. So number one, whatever we're on because Katie's doing some things. 198, I believe, is Mandala. <laughs> it is 198. <laughs> She's typing and doing stuff. Um, yes, 198 is Mandala. Sorry, Scott asked a great question that I don't know the answer to. Uh, so yeah, it's a really good game. If you like two-player games, you can definitely find it. Uh, I don't know where you can buy it because again, Fred sent it to me because me and Fred are BFFs. But yeah, it came with hot sauce too, which is actually, you know, if you saw the subtitle of today's episode, you know I'm a big fan of the the hot sauce. But anyway, that's my one idea. Uh, I don't know the first game that you smell to use cards. Scott asked that. I tried. Ooh, San Juan would be up there. That's fairly old. Um, London. Oh, you know I love London. You, you use multi-use cards. You use those to spend and build with. Yeah, um, but I'm thinking like, oh, uh, it's got to be like a. Hmm. La Granja is not as old as San Juan. Yeah, I don't know. I'll search while you talk about yours. 
Okay, ooh, I memorized everything. Okay, so my 197, that was going to be really quick, because my 197 is Go Go Eskimo, which we already talked about, Ron Um This game really is good. So I know Rory, our youngest, is really into it, and I played with Jason a bunch of times. I'm like, okay, let's play it. It can get, like, heated, because, again, there's these adorable Eskimos. Oh, my gosh, they're the, you know I love the chunky wooden meeples. <sighs> So there's all these adorable, and they all each look different, little Eskimos, and like these fur-lined parkas, and they are on these little places, and this cute polar bear, and you, all of you can move them with your cards to pick up fish and things, and so you're like, ooh, I really want that fish, like, do I have the card to move that right Eskimo, and like, and, um, you know, I only have these permits left. But if I move this Eskimo, it takes this other color fish that I don't need, but it keeps someone else from getting it. Like the thought that the strategy that you can put into this can be really uh, complex and it's so adorable, but it's also like fun family weight. Yeah, I, it's good. I just really, really like it. Um, so my number one, a seven is go, go Eskimo. Okay. So I don't know about the, uh, the hot sauce is bomb. I agree. Oh yeah, so Scott got some. Scott got some too. Scott got some hot sauce too. Yeah. Maybe have a word with Fred and how freely he pans out his hot sauce. No, jeez. Uh, but I was looking at the multi-use card thing. I don't know. I'm gonna do some research on that and I'll let you know because I'm kind of curious. San Juan's 2004, which you know in board gaming years is like an eternity. So I don't know. Is there something before that? I don't I'm know. I'm trying to think of like classically old games like. That are card based, because I was like, okay, in you know, like Ticket to Ride, but you're only using your cards you're for just one thing, the end to right? Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll ponder that one. We'll, I'll research conundrum. All right, so my number one ninety seven is a game that I think was on my top one hundred last year because it was new, and I haven't played it as much uh, since we got it. Yeah. And now that there's an expansion out, I want to try that expansion. And this game is called The Hunger, a Richard Garfield deck building game, similar to Clank, not the same, but mm -hmm. it functions similarly where you're playing some cards from your hand, in this case three cards, possibly more, but you draw three, and you are moving around a vampire around this board, visiting different locations, trying to make it back to the castle before sunrise, because if you can't, you score no points. So a similar mechanism to Clank where you have to be above ground before a certain point, otherwise you don't score. So it's really, it's really cool. Um, I like it quite a bit. Just not one that we've been playing a lot. Cause again, mm -hmm. if you look around, we have a ton of games. You can't look <laughs> around, but you can see behind us. We have a ton of games. Uh, it's, it's a good game. If you have, if you like deck builders and you like clank, you like Richard Garfield games, I'd say give it a go. Cause it's fun. Mm -hmm. So my number one ninety seven, the hunger. Yeah. It does some really cool thematic things. How old is this game? How old is it? Yeah. Is it newer? I think it's newer than um, San Juan, if that's what you're asking. Okay. Well, but that's a reprint. I'm not for sure. Okay. Why? Because I was thinking that that had multi-use cards. You use them. You only discard the cards. You don't use Always. them as like buildings or anything. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, my 196 is moving into... Um, so, in my top 100, I excluded a lot more like party-type games... Uh, just because they're not as deep of games that I really like with mechanics and things. Cause I, I really try to think through that this year. Like, is this mechanically a better game than this in some ways, but I can't ignore the experience. And again, so like I said, like solo games, um, two player only games, they're going to be low. Um, and so then some of my party games got moved down lower. And even though they're not mechanic heavy, I love playing with people that like make someone laugh and have a good time. So my number one ninety six is actually a game that the guys at the board game rundown shout out introduced us to, and that is Platypus. Oh yeah, they did. You're right. Yeah, Planet Origins. Um, so Platypus is a game where everyone has cards that have adjectives on them, which are words that describe nouns. Nouns are people, places, and things. Um, there are cards then. That was really like mansplaining. I'm an English, it was English teacher explaining. <laughs> Just in case some if people. If I would have said that, it would have been a mansplaining. Some people get confused between like adjectives and adverbs. I got it, I got it. Verbs, nouns. 
Mike, Mike, you haven't played Platypus? Everybody loves it. We learned it from your friend, group. Mike. Yeah, talk to your friends about this. <laughs> Tim, Tim was like... He was pushing on everybody. He's like, hey, have you played I, Platypus? I know. Platypus? He was like uh, really pushing Platypus hard. Um, so everyone's got these adjective cards. Then um, what is in the middle are, I think, eight... Six? Uh, I think there's eight, eight six, cards. Eight cards. Yeah. Um, that are people. No. No. Just yeah. nouns. Just nouns, yeah. Eight nouns. Everyone can see them. Uh, if it's your turn, I don't know what that person's called. The Explorer. The Explorer. Is the appropriate. And there's technically supposed to be two, but we always just play one. Yeah. Because that's dumb. <laughs> the Explorer has uh, a series of cards with the numbers one through eight on them. They blindly choose one, show it to everyone. Kind of like in a just one fashion so everyone can see what now we're working towards then we go around and people have to present a card an adjective card an adjectival card that would be the a card number. that describes the now <laughs> um to help the person who is the explorer eliminate the nouns that they're not working with in order to arrive at the correct answer now the problem is sometimes these adjectives do not match up with the nouns, and there's like a lot of pop culture references and all kinds of things that sometimes come out on these your cards. Sometimes cards can suck. Uh, yes. So if your cards really suck, you could pass to someone, but then the next person has to play something. And what you if don't, their cards suck? Right, and you don't realize how we all perceive like certain nouns differently. Like a dentist, like dentist was one one time, and I have a very good relationship with my dentist. I have, didn't have a cavity till I was like 36 or something. I never had braces. I still have all my wisdom teeth. My dentist used to sing to me. The only doctor that really always said nice things. Loved it. So like scary is not an adjective for me describing the dentist, but I know that some other people feel that way. So then how do we sort that out? Like it's just, um, it, it has a surprising amount of thinking involved to just play one card that's an adjective. And um, there's cute little platypuses, platypi. Yeah, the theme on this game, I have no idea what it even means. I don't I don't understand. I think it's the just a cute off. picture that they yeah. came up with. Yeah, I have no idea. It's cute. Um, and then it's fun. You can get a decent number of people. I forget how many it plays to. I think eight. So a lot of people, it's just a good time. Or maybe nine. I don't know behind us right it's up in the top i can't see it oh it's, it's in the, the bag. bag it's in the bag yeah I we took it somewhere yeah. uh so but it, it it's a good game so that's why it's my number 196 platypus yeah it's fun to say it is a good game theme is weird it's phil walker harding he's like mm -hmm. killing it he's like a rock star now we we have been enjoying uh, the yeah. philip walker he's Harding's. a solidly medium family weight guy and his games are amazing and the production's been really good yep my number 196 is a game that might be higher on Katie's list. I have no idea. It's from Japan Made Games. It is higher. And it's called Heart of Crown. Either version. There's regular and fairy garden. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. I lumped them both together here. Yeah. Uh, deck building game where you are trying to acquire a bunch of cards in your hand to, to make it easier for the second half of the game when you're trying to back a princess to be the new ruler of this kingdom. Mm -hmm. That's the theme, right? Yes, that's the theme. And some of the cards are going to help you acquire other cards. Some of the cards you're going to get are just going to be points. But in the second half of the game, you're going to be filtering cards out of your deck, putting them under the princess, like as supporters, to try to be the first player to get to 20 points. It's an interesting game. It has normal deck building structure, mm -hmm. but then that second half kind of flips it on its head a little bit, and then you're removing cards from the game to race to 20 points. It's cool. It has really nice, nice art. It's more family-friendly anime art than some of their other games, which will be mentioned probably on the podcast. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> if, if you like deck builders and you like anime art and you like a deck builder that's a little bit more than just acquiring cards that acquiring points, check it out. So my number 196, Heart of Crown. This is higher. I'm not sure if it's in my top 200 or my top 100. Um, but I do... When, even when you back like a princess, they have a special power that you get. And so even choosing which one you're going to back in the second half of the game is kind of a strategic thing. It's it's a good game. My number one on day five, we don't own. And we played maybe one, only twice, once. I don't know. I've played it a lot. With who? Fred. No, with Brandon. 
I played it like three times with Brandon. Oh. Uh, that game is Meadow. Then it's on, is it on your list? You don't remember it? It was on my video that I'm doing of oh, the on right. games. Yeah. Yeah. Since you decided to go off the reservation and make, you know, rules about your list that you didn't talk I about. I didn't make you do it. These are my own I know, but it wouldn't rules. be as nice if we both had it the same way. Pretty okay. So we don't own Meadow. But it's a fun game. You're... <laughs> <laughs> I've played it forever, but I remember liking it. You're building a tableau, right? You're building a tableau by drafting a meadow. Uh, by drafting cards with this yes. cool like uh, arrow thing. You're taking cards from the rows in the column. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're built. You can. Uh, you're building. Is it different? Like not biomes, but like there's like biomes that create like critters that go in like different yeah. sections of the meadow, like that you're building. And there's even like a like a landscape kind of at the top. That you're working on too, and like suitcases, explore houses, and find that you stuff can in explore. Houses, yeah. um, just like a fun drafting, like again, not not a tableau that like, that I like as well as like Everdell maybe, um, but a more basic version. Thirty-five bucks, huh? Hey, that's not bad. What about Taxi Derby? They have that on there. <laughs> We're gonna talk about Taxi Derby. <laughs> that's a side note. I'll hit you up later, Scott. Jason's next quest. Quest for his next game is Taxi Derby. Um, but Meadow, it, it is fun. I, I do like drafting games. I like tableau building games also. Um, and this one has just that, like, that cutesy theme, really cute artwork, um, just landscape kind of thing. So I really liked it. That's 195 Meadow. I don't think I've ever bought anything on Game Nerds. Oh, I need no. to check that out. I've heard of it, but... You know, I don't yeah, know. If it's not... Miniature market or board game geek. I don't really buy a lot of stuff. Which I think is interesting. I mean, and it... Amazon occasionally. Yeah, that's true. What well, number 195? Okay. All right. My number 195 is actually a game that it may have been in my top 100 at one point in time, I think. Mm. And I still, I'm not going to say this one with 100% certainty because I don't know where the other game is on my list. <laughs> but if I had to play one of these, just for the sake of setting up, tearing down, and quickness, I would pick this one, and that is My Little Scythe. So the other game is Scythe. I do have that as well. It's enjoyable, but this one's faster and more people can play it. And this is effectively Scythe, but in a cute little creature universe. It was originally My Little Pony, but they couldn't get the rights. So it's these cute little animals that are adorable, and you're delivering. You're, you're basically playing Scythe, but you're moving around the map. You have pie fights if you fall on someone's territory. Uh, you're trying to deliver apples and gems to the castle to be the first player to make to do like four or five different achievements to win mm -hmm. the game. So the same concept as as size racing to do these things, but in a cutesier, kiddier family way. Uh, it's still huge till it takes up a pile of the table. Uh, really nice components. It still takes some time to set up, almost as long to set up as play, but I do like it. And my number one ninety five, my little size. Yeah, it's somewhere. I don't know where it is on my list, but I do like it. If I ever thought I could do justice to the miniatures, I would totally paint them because they are adorable and worth it. Like, I would gladly give them to someone who would make them cute because they're, they're adorable. Uh, my number 194 is a deck building game, and it's just different approach, I think. And it's called Trains. This game, the box art is so ugly, I would never it is choose it. Awful! It looks like a Martin Wallace game. <laughs> it does. <laughs> no, I feel about Marty. Um, but trains is cool because you are using these cards in your deck and then adding to it to be able to, well, move your train. Yeah, you're basically like building train tracks, effectively. Yes, yeah. like paths, pathways. Um, but even like there are side effects for building certain things. Because you're going to create, like, scrap, basically. Some of it's trash. Pollution. I'm not, I'm not sure what the actual term yeah, is. Yeah, there is a term. Um, it's effectively, like, pollution or junk. Yeah, I think it's junk. Yeah, it could be junk, yeah. We only played it a couple times, so I don't remember. Yeah, so, the, uh, so then the junk has to go in your deck because you use your cards effectively to build something, but there are effects of that, both positive and negative. So then working around the junk in your deck as you go forward I think is a really cool concept. Um, just getting 
the things out there to make where you want to go. Like, and there are different ways that you can kind of, I don't want to say tailor what you want to do, but I think that I personally think they're multiple paths victory. Um, in it, like how you like building stations in certain places or just laying a bunch of track or, you know, making the right connections. I love deck building as a mechanic and I like what this does a little bit differently than some other things. So my 194 is trained. This is a good one. There's also the, the red, red sun one. It's like the Japanese one. Have we played that? No, Chris, I, I think Chris had it in the box, but he left some of the cards out because he had it all in one box, but he left some of the things not in the box. So we played regular, but same game, just like a standalone expansion, kind of oh. different map. All right, so my number 194 is also a deck builder. There's a lot of deck builders on this one. And this is a cooperative deck building game. Mm. And it's called Legendary, a Marvel deck building game, or Marvel Legendary, which is what everybody calls it. Mm -hmm. And this is a game where you're taking on the role of Marvel superheroes, and you're trying to defeat a big bad. And you're doing that by deck building. You're using some crappy cards to acquire better superheroes. Each of the cards are going to have some kind of icon. They may have synergy with other cards when you play them to give you extra powerful effects. You're trying to beat up the henchmen so they don't escape. you got to defeat the mastermind so you don't lose. Lots of ways to lose, one way to win. Um, there's also points where there's ultimately one winner, but if the whole team loses, no one wins. <laughs> so it's one of those things where you get points for killing different baddies. So whoever has the most points wins, but everybody wins. It's weird. It's a, a fun game. We've played it a lot for a while. We haven't played it really that much anymore. Since we got our own copy, we haven't played it. We were borrowing our friend's copy and played it a ton. <laughs> yeah. Then we got our own, and I think we played it like once. Uh, but it's a good game. If you like deck building, like co-op, like Marvel, this is probably for you. So number 194, Marvel Legendary. I'm not going to say the whole thing again. I didn't even realize that we owned this now. I still thought we were borrowing our friend Jim and Ken's copy. And then I saw they were like giving it away at this con that we had with them and I was like wait a, wait a minute if you if you're giving away we'll take it we'll keep it and Jason's like we have our own I said we have our own when did that happen yeah, I made a trade for it for something I do like it because I do love Marvel my problem is like I would always play the same people I'm like let's get the X-Men out here yeah that's not fun well, I just random watched, random I just watched a lot of the 90s X-Men cartoon like oh freaking jam. You know I don't want to play with Spider-Man because his cards are lame. Yeah. I love Spider-Man but his cards are lame. But we don't have um, very many of the expansions and stuff. We so. only have Dark City and that's it. So just that's still a lot of stuff. I know but, but I like. There are some actual just X-Men expansions which would be cool but yes. they're really expensive. Another one of my dreams down the window. Um, my number 193 is a game that is much higher on Jason's list. Uh did you talk about this already in the podcast? First episode. Oh, yeah. It was in the 90s. <laughs> I played this game as a kid. So I... I'm mean, such a poser. I, I did. You're the poser. I had the OG <laughs> copy, okay? I was poor. You think I want to have an electronic... Bit of whatever this is, I'm not going to spoil your game. <laughs> I want to have an electronic version of our game. If you think that... <laughs> Having this game when I was rich? Are you kidding me? You were wealthy enough to have this game. Oh my gosh. The game was Electronic Mall Madness. Okay? No, was... I just didn't play it. My, my friend group did not have Electronic Mall Madness. <laughs> yes, because you were a group of dudes. Okay? I had Electronic Mall Madness. I played the crap out of this with my sister. Um, it's still fun. Super nostalgia. It's funny because our youngest wants to play it. And we have to talk about getting um, money from the ATM. <laughs> and like, no, you can't use the credit card like at the store. You have to actually go get them, withdraw the money to pay for the item. Um, it's not as fun for me to play anymore because Jason is too good at it and pisses me off. I'm amazing at shopping. I know, he's, it, it is ridiculous how good he is this game. And I'm so mad because this is my game. Like I grew up <laughs> playing this. I have had, you know, 20 more years of experience at least at this game than him. Can't do it. That doesn't mean that you know how to shop better than Maybe me. Maybe it's because I'm like, sale schmail. Yeah, you always go, <laughs> it's not name brand, I can't buy this. I I'm like, oh, this is on sale, I'm going to go hit up all four of these stores. I never 
say that. And then, you know, sometimes... But I also never check the price tag. <laughs> sometimes the thing in the middle makes you go back out to your car because you left your lights on. Maybe you shouldn't leave your lights on. Sometimes you got to go buy some pizza, go to the bathroom. When you're shopping and you're in a hurry to buy some things, you got to hold that stuff. <laughs> so many things I could say right now. Yeah, that wouldn't be me. I'd be in the bathroom every five minutes. Oh my gosh. We can't go 20 minutes on Jason having to go to the bathroom somewhere, let alone at the mall. Let me have this one thing. I don't win many games. Let me have this. Let me have my little 12 year old girl, my inner 12 year old girl, have this. Okay? You just wait until we get a copy of Dream Phone. I'm going to school you. Oh, I will school you. I'll, oh, I'll, oh, date, I'll oh. date all those guys okay, real hard. You'll see. You'll see. I'm dating those guys real hard. Dating Fred real hard online, apparently. <laughs> Dream Phone already. All right, 193. <laughs> 193. On. Electronic Wall It's so good. My 193 is actually a game. From designer Steffenfeld. I won't say anything about it because apparently I get in trouble when I start talking about Steffenfeld. And this is probably one of his lighter games. And it's almost family weight. And you haven't played this with me. But it's called Rum and Pirates. And I know this one gets a bad rep, but I don't care. Effectively what you're doing in this is you have a crew of pirates. And you're using these pirates to form lines on this board from one space to another. When you get to a space, you get to activate the space. And what you're trying to do is collect these different tiles to score different sets, get some treasure, unlock more crew, um, maybe buy everybody a, a shot or a drink at the tavern to try to score points. That's do it. we own this? Yeah, it's right down there. I made a trade for it. When? In the failed section, right there. I see it. When did that get here? It's been here a super long time. Like, all year. Do you tell me these things? Yes, you just probably don't pay attention to me. There's even a video on the channel. I've played it with Aaron, our brother-in-law. That's how long it's been here. You know it, I don't watch our videos on the channel. Anyway, not the greatest Feld game in the world. But it has nice components. It has a tray in it that holds all of the tokens. Two trays, I think. Stores, sorts everything very nicely. Um, there's even some die rolling to battle out to who gets to sleep in the bunk when the round's over. I don't understand the theme. But it's a cool little route building game, effectively. And I like it. So my number 193, Robin Pirates. Sounds great. It is great. Uh, my number 192 is a game with lots of dice rolling. And I I like it. I love I really like dice placement games, but... This theme I'm not super into, and there are other dice placement games I like better. And that is Kingsport Festival. So there's a regular Kingsport. Kingsburg. Kingsburg. That has. It was Kingsburg before Cthulhu showed up. Okay. Yeah. I, to be fair, I like it under new management better. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, Kingsburg, I don't like as well as Kingsport Festival. Um, so you. Everyone has, I don't know, how many dice? Three? Uh, to five? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a number of dice. <laughs> I think it's I think it's three Some dice. Some dice. Three dice sounds right. That you're rolling, and then there's like these different places that you can place your dice. Um, based on the numbers that are rolled or combining them to, uh, you can get cards, you can get um, like... Different types of resources. Yeah, like, like resource type things. Because then there's also a central board area where you're kind of trying to move around and get, dom not dominance, but get your building presence buildings, yeah. in these different buildings um, to be able to fight like the inspectors that come, investigators, investigators, investigators. that are coming because we're on we're on the Elder God side in this one. Mm -hmm. Themes are relevant. Uh, you're placing the dice based on the number, but theme is always irrelevant. Shut your mouth. Mike's got my back. He does not want to side with you. Not the corny. Rice. Rice doesn't want to side with you either. Yes, he's, he's got my back. Mike, you got my back, right? Mike. <laughs> blink twice. If you're being held against your will. Uh, Mike's probably like, I'm not even watching these losers. I'm done. Uh, it is, it's just dice chucking. It it's not Yahtzee, obviously, but right. I think it is, 
an easy kind of gateway game for people. Scott. Scott's got my back. Scott. I knew I could count on Scott you too. You used to be my favorite. You're my favorite, Scott. Don't let Katie intimidate you. Scott tells everybody they're his favorite. <laughs> I mean, Jason tells everybody they're his favorite. Brad, Scott, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is, an, it is one that I think is easy for people to kind of get like, okay, I roll the dice, I use the numbers, I, go, I, ch I choose places to put my dice, and I get something. And then it's kind of taking the next step where, okay, I want, I, I'm then using my stuff to get off these buildings to give me different powers um, to help me fight these investigators, all this kind of stuff. I like it. I don't love it, but I like it a lot. So that is 192 Kingsport Festival. That is a good one. I would play that more if it didn't take up so much dang room on the table. It does because you've got terrible. this central board and then all of these portals that go around it and... Preach, Scott. There are games that you can change the theme. That you can't change the yes, theme. Yes, there are some that like it makes sense to have the theme the way it is. Name 14. Oh my gosh. Why are you so... Why, what, why are you like this? Alright, speaking of that, before I get in any more trouble. 192 is a little auctiony game from Eagle Griffin Games. Because we love Eagle Griffin Games here no matter what. Jason says on the podcast. I say. And offends people that want to send us those big, awesome games. Um, and this game is called For Sale. <coughs> a little tiny card game. Auctions. It's only auctions. The first half is you are spending some coins that you have to buy these different properties, which are cards valued like zero to 30-something. Zero being a, a cardboard box and 30-something being like a space, space station. station. And then the second half of the game, when all those cards have been bought up, you're selling those cards back to score money cards for a profit. And this, so the first half is auction, the second half is like a simultaneous selection. You flip, high card gets to pick money amounts first, so on and so forth, you're selling your buildings for money. Whoever has most money at the end of the game is the winner. It plays three to, I think like six players, super fast. It's really easy to teach. You know how to do auctions. You know how to sell things. You can play this game. Um, Cute little art, not great. I think it's Stefan Dora is the designer. Don't quote me on that. But if you can find a copy, no, it know. comes in bigger boxes. Ours was like a little, just a deck of cards. That's it. Even the yeah. money was punched out of a card. It's terrible. <laughs> it's but it's I don't care about that stuff. So the gameplay is the same. Cards are the same. Just the coins are crap. But very fun game. If you haven't played it, check it out. My number 192 for sale. I like this game not as much as you. There are other like smallish type games that I would choose over this one. Well, I don't, we don't play it all the time. No, we don't. It's nice to play occasionally. Uh, so my number 191 is actually a two-player only game. And I don't have many of them on my list in my top 200 or my top 100. Because while I like them, I prefer to play games with more people. She used to like to play a lot of two-player games. I did. Now she doesn't. <laughs> I'm so, I because it's more fun with more people. She likes beating more people than just me. <laughs> well, that's true. No, to be fair, I almost always beat you, and I think it's because I know you. So Get them well. all madness down. <laughs> We're playing it now. Live play. We're not playing it now. I'm tired. I'm not ready to shop. I'm not in my best <laughs> shopping form. I'm not ready to shop. Mall is closed. <laughs> That's right. The mall is closed. I have to get my matching tracksuit on. I have to get my tennis. I'm not ready. Anyway, well, I think it, it's just there's different strategies when you play with more people. And I grew up playing two-player two games. I had a sister. Um, oh, you still have a sister. Yeah. I live with said sister. <laughs> uh, we're 18 months apart. So close in age. So, and we played we had tons of games as kids we played every junior known to man uh, mall madness also gosh so lucky um <laughs> thanks chrissy uh <laughs> and so i i just played a lot of games at two and i like to play with other people um but my number one one is a really cool two-player game and it's called naga raja and yes i am competitive uh, Nagaraja, the coolest thing about it is it has... Weird dice. Yes, dice. 
that are weird, but they're not dice, they're sticks. Mm -hmm. But not like actual sticks, like... Oh, Chady. Of course it is. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. That's true. You didn't say, you mean Katie's son. Then I would have known it's you. Uh, they're, they're like pla like plastic yeah maybe? like plastic sticks with pips on them like six yeah like but not like yeah they do have pips I guess are they all circles there's circles and there's, there's the, the, the rock the naga, naga yeah, thing. The, the squiggly line and you, <laughs> circles and squiggly lines it's like you throw you throw them like dice and then how they land determines like what you have who gets to play a card, um, and all of that is so that you can um, reveal things in this temple because you're trying to get treasure. But there's also some not nice things in the temple. So if cursed you, treasures. If you reveal the cursed treasures, too many of them is bad. You lose. Mm -hmm. um, but if you get the first to get the most treasures, you win. And you're trying to then like go through this pathway um, to get to the treasures. It has that kind of cool, like Indiana Jones-esque kind of feel with these cool like sticks that you're throwing and some interesting card play. Um, it's just unlike a lot of other games that I've ever seen. And uh, even though it's two-player and I don't play two-player very often, it, it comes in a small box. The production is awesome. It's just, uh, it's a cool game. And it's Bruno Catala. And it's Bruno Catala. He's amazing. He is pretty good. Talk about a game that I'm terrible at. Nagaraja is one. Like, I am atrocious. I, I will have one thing found, and then the game is over three times. And I've lost, like, three times. But I had never, like, the Nagas and the Rajas, <laughs> whatever, it never come out right. Yeah, the Nagas let you play cards. Right. So I never could get to play cards, but then I could somehow find some stuff, and that yeah. was helpful, too. It's a, it's a funky game. If you're into two-player games and you like Bruno Catala and you yeah. haven't heard of this or played it, it's worth playing. Just for the sheer fact of throwing those sticks is cool and the way that those sticks play into the, the way you can play cards and all that kind of thing, it's really cool. So check that out. It's, it, yeah. it's cool. It's good. So that was my 191. My 191 is another marble game, another cooperative game. This is higher. Is that? That's two cooperative games. Two cooperative games in this section. Uh, a weird ink and gold. It's the same theme as ink and gold, mm -hmm. the Nagaraja, but yeah, it plays considerably different. But yeah, it's, I mean, it is a similar theme for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, one, my one ninety one is called Marvel United, and it is a cooperative game with these little minis that are Marvel characters. We also have the X Men box, so we have regular and X Men all in that one box. And what you're trying to do is you're taking on the role of one of the characters and you're trying to defeat a baddie. One of the, I think we have like eight or nine different bad guys that we can play just in this. We have played some expansions as well, but this is just my rating for the base game. And it's super, super cool. It's, uh, the way the game works is you're going to have three cards, four cards or three cards, whatever. You're going to have three cards, you're going to draw a card. And then you're going to pick one of those cards and it's going to have some kind of symbols on the bottom. It may have like a fist to let you punch. It may have an arrow to let you move. could have a star to let you rescue civilians, and it could have a wild, which will let you do any of those things. And you, when you play a card, you also get to use the, the actions on the card that was played before you. So you're going to have a whole bunch of things you can do in your turn to try to defeat the baddies and win the game and do all of that stuff before you meet the losing condition. Some of the scenarios are super easy. Some of them are not as easy. And in the X-Men one, someone can also play as the bad guy, which we haven't done yet. Um, and I think some of the bad guys can also be good guys in the X-Men version, which we have done. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's just a fun cooperative game. Anybody can play it. It says on the box 14+, plus, but we played this, I think, with like an 8 or 9, 10-year-old, however old Karen's kids are, her youngest kid, and 12 maybe. And he was picking up on it just fine and had a good time. So don't let the age turn you away. It, it's one of those games you can learn as you're playing because it's a cooperative game and just have some fun and try to defeat the bad guys. So that's it. I had to find Wolverine. A huge play mat that all the cards go around. It's a, a really cool game, really fun, but and super cheap. I think you can get the... They're selling the X-Men and an expansion, I think. It was on Amazon for like $25 or something. And I think I got the X-Men one for like 5 bucks or something on Amazon. It was like dirt cheap. And I've seen it, I think, um, 
It was at Walmart. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. If you like cooperative games and Marvel and the cool minis, if that does anything for you, it doesn't do anything for me. But if you like that, check it out. It's real fun. So, Marvel United. I think the cool thing about it is, like, this is one, again, to play with people that don't play a lot of, like, designer-type games. This is one that I'd like to take to... Um, like especially the holidays coming to family gatherings because Marvel is a and X Men and all those things to, all the Marvel kinds of entities super accessible uh, for people. That's a theme they know really well and a lot of people really enjoy. And since it's cooperative and again like my card goes with your card. We're all talking about what we're doing. Um, the iconography is super simple. There's only a few of them. There's like, yeah, four symbols, that's it. And like most people understand that fist is punch. Yeah. Like it is a really great like game to kind of get people into so you're not stuck playing Monopoly or Uno or Phase 10 for the 15,000th time. No, we, we don't play those. Our family will not be playing those because <laughs> we will make sure that we save them. We don't play those, yeah. but... We'll, we'll play Platypus do. or we'll play just one. We will not be playing any of those games. Yes, we, we are always trying to convert our family over to uh, the way. All right, so I'm going to recap my, ten, my first 10 of my top 200. My number 200 was Black Fleet, 199 Bonanza, 198 San Juan, San Juan, 197 Go Go Eskimo, 196 Platypus, 195 Meadow, 194 Trains, 193 Electronic Mall Madness, over which there is some contention, 192 Kingsport Festival, and 191 Nagaraja. And my number 200 is Don't Turn Your Back, 199 is Go Go Eskimo, 198 is Mandala, 197 is The Hunger, 196 Heart of Crown, 195 My Little Scythe, 194 Marvel Legendary, 193 Rum and Pirates, 192 For Sale, 191 Marvel United. You realize that 195, my little side. Oh, yeah. Rhymed is fun. That is fun. Okay, so that's our first, uh, the first video of our top what? 100 outside the 100. Or beyond, I think I called it beyond 100, but whatever. Same thing. I, have, I couldn't remember what we said. <laughs> I was like, I've always called it the top 100 outside the 100, but. I'll do that next time. I just forgot. I forgot what we said. The 100 beyond the 100, whatever. Um, I don't know when we'll do another one of these videos. We're trying. I am I am the problem. I had to go put clothes back on because I forgot we were going to do this. Uh, so you're welcome. Uh, but thank you guys for watching. We like to talk about games. We like to have fun. This is a little less organized than some of Jason's videos. Uh, just a bit. Just a, I said a little. Yeah, I mean, not like my videos have a ton of organization. Thank you.